to another episode of Not Your Normal Books. My name is Kaylin. How are you guys doing today? I am doing pretty good. We've had uh, a few changes where I work at, basically, and how we're going to run production and just a new way that we're going to do it, which um, not everyone is liking right now, but it's what our suppliers want. So we have to go with the demands of our suppliers, which is fine. And, and it's not something that is like just coming out of the blue and just being thrusted on us it, it's this is, has been a plan that they've slowly been implementing for like the past like five years so we're just slow and and our higher ups are wanting to push this like the final stages of this really quickly because of audits that we're doing plus we are like six, seven months behind on where we're supposed to be at. But with COVID and everything, we weren't able to get all the supplies that we needed on time. So that, that cut us back. And then, um, and then there's a lot of stuff that we had to do to the robots that we work with and everything else. So it, it took a little bit longer than expected. I feel like I got a little bit too much sleep last night, and I know I didn't. I got roughly like six and a half, seven hours, which is usually what I get, and I'm fine with it. So I am just like, I'm not chugging an energy drink, but I'm slowly drinking a bang. I'm still fighting just a, I don't know if it's a cold per se, but I just, I'm like, congestion and stuffiness just still fighting a little bit of that um I'm kind of glad right now um so as far as I know I am done watching football because so I am a Cleveland Browns fan the Browns unfortunately did not make it into the playoffs this year and so they had their last game last week we beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Very happy. So I don't know if I'm going to watch anymore. Because like. If I do watch a game. It'd be probably like. The Pittsburgh Steelers game. Because I just want Pittsburgh to lose. I'm not a Pittsburgh fan. I really have never been. And and like. I, they're a good team. Like their defense. Amazing. But I, 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 being like, growing up, born and raised as a Cleveland fan, you really don't like any other teams. Now, there are play other players that you can like. Oh, yeah, sure. Totally understand that. Um, it, it, if you think about it, it's kind of weird. Like, I will watch football more than any other sport. 
Um, if I am going to watch like a baseball game, I would rather watch it in person than on TV. And I, I just like watching baseball more in person. I've been to a couple Cleveland Indians games. I've been more, I've been more to the, um, Toledo Mudhens. Now the Mudhens are the, um, minor league, um, professional baseball team they i believe they are actually the miners for the um detroit tigers yeah which it it's still always a really fun game to watch um but i think the last time i actually went and saw the cleveland indians game i might have been in high school because I think I went with my dad and my sister and it was like my sister's like 13th 14th birthday it was something like that maybe she was younger I don't really remember um it's been so long since I've seen like a uh, professional baseball game or major league baseball game in person um, haven't really watched a lot of movies or TVs. I actually, I did watch the, um, the Harry Potter 20th anniversary, uh, reunion show. And oh my God, it's so weird. Cause like we, we continuously watch the Harry Potter movies. If you're a Harry Potter fan, we watch the movies, we see these we see these actors and actresses grow up we see them grow up and then to see them 20 years after the first movie came out and then you're just like look you see how much they've grown and everything else and it's so it's fucking mesmerizing in a way because you grew up with these kids you grew up with these actors and actresses and like for me when the first Harry Potter movie came out I was 10 and I just remember thinking to myself after I read the book and I watched the movie all I could think is maybe next year I'll get my very own uh, ticket to Hogwarts letter to Hogwarts and you know that's I, I feel like that's like every kid's dream whether they like harry potter or something else or whatever or or some other fantasy book but they get an but like their dream is like to get an invitation to be able to go to this magical world to whatever world that is and and just to like kind of do what the characters they read about do I know I always wanted it. Like, the one thing that I really want to do, and I haven't been able to do it yet, is go to the Universal Studios to the, um, is it the Wizarding World? Is that what they call it in Universal Studios? I'm not 100% sure, but, like, the Harry Potter one that they have there. I want to do that. I also want to fucking do the Star Wars one. Like, those are the two that I would love love to do and like 
I grew up watching Star Wars. Absolutely loved it. Um, we watched a lot of it. We watched a lot of, it was episodes uh, four, five, and six that we watched. I'm surprised that we did not destroy the VHS. I'm super surprised we never did that. And you're just mesmerized and you wanted, there's so many times where we, those, those plastic bats that you would play like wiffle ball with me and my brother, we would act like they were like swords or lightsabers or whatnot. And in, in our backyard, just be having sword fights that like we had the, um, Oh, somewhere and I think it's somewhere in my house still um we have the animated three musketeers so we would always me and my brother we would always look at each other and go on guard and then they just have this sword fight or or act like we're jedis and 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 fight with lightsabers and just I always wanted to do that Always. And I always wanted a lightsaber toy. Always. Fucking always wanted one. Never got one, though. Mostly because I think my mom knew I would actually smack people with it. I think that was the only reason why. Because, like, I remember my my mom, she tells this story every once in a while. And I was, like, super young. I have no idea what age I was. It, it had to been after I started kindergarten maybe but she would uh always say like I would get annoyed with with some kid and I go up to my mom and I'm just like can I just punch him and my mom would tell me no (laughs) so I I guess I constantly asked that question growing up because like some kid would do something to just annoy the shit out of me and I would always go up to my mom and ask can I just punch them it, it it's funny like the memories that come back to you after you after like you think of something with your childhood and then all the memories and then different things that come back it's it's always fun to kind of think back on those so um with all that being said we are going to get into our book so the book that we have today is underneath the sycamore tree by b celeste now about b she was born and raised in upstate New York, and she still lives there with her cat, Ollie. She has always had a passion for writing, and after getting her master's in English and creative writing, uh, it's there that she proposed and wrote her first book. Our characters in this are Emery, Logan, Caden, Grandma, Mama, Henry, and Cam. Um, I, will guide, I will let you guys write. Good. Blah, 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 blah. If I can speak today, I will let you guys know that um, this book it really pulls at your heartstrings, and you know I while reading the book and then also while writing the notes I cried. So uh, if I get emotional, um, which is most likely going to happen, uh, this book just really makes you feel. So Emery hasn't always had Emery hasn't had the easiest life at all uh, when she was around nine her twin sister Logan passed away from lupus uh, with, and kidney failure 
A year before that, her father left, and she hasn't seen him since and only heard from him about four times a year or so. And since Logan passed, her mom has been basically stuck in her grief. And a couple years before now, um, Emery was also diagnosed with lupus. If you don't know what lupus is, it's a inflammatory disease caused when the immune system attacks its own tissues. And so lupus can affect the joints, skin, kidneys, blood cells, brain, heart, and lungs. So a couple years after the diagnosis, she, Emery realizes that, you know, her staying with her mom, because uh, her her and her mom live with uh, her grandma and staying there is not helping her mom, especially with the diagnosis because there are times when like if there are times when Emery loses some of her hair and her mother, when her mother sees the hair on like the pillow or, or, or something like that, she looks at Emery, doesn't see Emery, but says, not again, Logan. And you know, that, that's gotta be fucking crushing that your own mother doesn't see you, but sees your dead sister instead. And, and this is when she knows that she can't stay with her mom. So she moves in with her dad, and she does this right before her 18th birthday. Now, her dad is Henry, and he lives with his wife, Cam, and uh, her son, Caden. And she, at first, she doesn't really try hard to get to know them. And this really is the first time that she's seen her dad since she was around six or so. And he didn't even come to Logan's funeral. So, like, she has this hatred for her dad, which is understandable. There's one day when they go all, when they all go out to eat and they go to this Mexican restaurant. And she is looking for something to eat because there are certain things that um, she can eat that will cause a flare-up. So, she has to be very careful in what she does uh, put into her body. And Caden asked if anyone asked if Emery even liked Mexican food. And her dad chimes in saying that she would always ask for it and wanted it with every, or wanted Mexican at every meal. And Emery looks over at him and says that was Logan. And what breaks her heart more than anything after she says this is Caden asks who Logan is. Caden, who Henry had been married to. Um, his mom for a couple years, I think now, had no idea really about Emery or Logan. You start to wonder, why hasn't he told anyone about his his daughters? So Emery looks at her dad and says, why don't you... And... and, and and says if he ever talks about his dead daughter at all. And like she gets up and she leaves. And very understandable that she does that. Because she's pissed. I wouldn't want to be around someone who like blatantly ignores like 
part of like your family at all. Um, so when she leaves, Caden follows her and he takes her to a, a cemetery where they sit under a sycamore tree. And it brings memories back. Logan herself is buried underneath a sycamore tree. So things at the house have been strained since um, the restaurant incident. And Cam is doing what she can to kind of get close to Emery. Now, Emery, or not Emery, Cam knows both about or knew about Emery and Logan before Emery ever came and stayed with them. And and really, Cam is just trying to make this friendship between her and Emery because she realizes, you know, they're not really going to have, like, a mother-daughter relationship. And she, and Cam doesn't want to replace her mom. But she does want to be friends with, with Emery. And... Emery at one point starts losing some more of her hair and Cam takes her to a salon and gets it cut so it's a little bit more manageable and also has a beautician give her some um, shampoo that helps with dry brittle hair and Cam also tells her that Caden doesn't know that Emery has lupus And he actually doesn't know the exact reason how his own father had died. So, um, they have this Camry, wow, Emery and Cam have this discussion or have this talk about, she talks about her first husband, Adam, how he was great and then everything kind of turned and, and she said that he had always battled depression, but it was like everything got ramped up and, and she, she tried to stick it out. She did, but she couldn't take it anymore. So they ended up getting divorced and, and Caden just hated his mother for that. And a couple of years after they divorced, she got a phone call from the hospital so that Adam was admitted. So she goes there and because she's still his emergency contact. And um, she's told there that they had found a tumor in his brain that was up against the part of his brain that controls, I believe they said emotions and the personality. And unfortunately, it was inoperable. And um, he ended up passing away from that. But that's how he changed. It It wasn't anything else except for a tumor. But Cam never told Caden the truth about his father's death. So he doesn't know that he was sick with with a disease that they couldn't get, they couldn't stop, they couldn't get rid of. And with, and Cadence never asked why, um, certain things happen to Emery. Like she, there's her days where she misses school and he never asked her about that at all. 
and there's this incident that happens when she gets locked out of the house. She can't find her house key and also the spare's missing. And her dad gets home from work about an hour after she's basically outside. And it's it's like October, November, so it's pretty cold. And it's not helping her joints. It's not helping her circulation to be stuck outside. So he gets her inside and he finds Caden in the kitchen with a girl. They're making something. And Henry is fucking pissed. And Caden realizes that the girl he was with took Emery's key. Took the spare. And was just like doing everything that this girl could so then Emery couldn't get close to Caden, which is fu- which I'm sorry, but that girl is a fucking asshole. But after this incident, Caden and Emery, they become close to be, they start to become each other's best friends. And then that morphs into something a little bit more. And they're, it starts off as a friendship, then it becomes like a physical relationship. And this, and this is like months. This is, it isn't just like boom, boom. This is like slowly going after a couple months and, um, they start to get a little further in their physical relationship. And she was just like, and she can't hold back the truth anymore. So, um, she tells him, that her sister had died from an autoimmune disease that she herself has. And when he hears this, he does not take it well. There's some yelling and then he storms out. And she realizes with how badly he took the news of her disease, he's not going to take the news of how his father really died all that well. Caden doesn't really get over it, but he does accept that she is lupus and he does research on how to minimize her flare ups. Um, what's good for her, what's not, what to stay away from. And everything between them is getting better. And she starts to, and and during this, she starts to hear a little bit more from her mom. Because during one of the, during the uh, school fall break, she actually went to stay a week with her mom. And um, after like a day or so, Caden showed up. No, and, and Caden saw firsthand what the relationship between her and her mom was like and he understands now why she moved in with her dad for christmas both her mother and grandmother come over to her dad's house and it's there that she overhears a conversation between um her parents and the conversation is basically her dad asking her mom, if she ever told Logan or Emery the reason that he didn't contact them when he left. And that reason is she told him he wasn't allowed to. If and and I'm sorry, but that is a shit thing to do. 
my my parents got divorced when I was older. I was around 19 when my parents got divorced. And, you know, it it really sucked. But we were given a choice if we wanted to have content, if we wanted to talk to, if we wanted to talk to the parent that left. We, we had that choice. Like, we could, basically, it was up to us what we wanted to do. My mom never gave us stipulations. She never said we weren't allowed to talk to her dad. She never said that we had to make a choice. And I'm glad that she did that. Yes, my relationship with my dad is a little strained. Yes, I don't see him all that often. But I'm glad that my mom said I had the choice. I could decide what I wanted. And she said that with both of my siblings. And a mom basically telling a dad who whose children are still really young that he's not allowed to have contact with them unless it's just a phone call for Christmas or or a birthday. I'm sorry, that's some fucking bullshit. And I get it. The mom was pissed. I understand that. But she had to realize when the truth came out about it that, you know, the that Emery was going to be so pissed at her, she wasn't even going to talk to her mom all that much. I mean, she had to realize this. And, and even throughout the years, she could have said something, and she never did. And her and Emery have a, a talk, and she's just like, I wanted to hurt him like he hurt me. And Emery was just like, I asked you for years why Dad stopped loving us. And you never said anything. You had a chance to come clean for years. And absolutely nothing. After this, Emery and her dad, they start to have this closer relationship. And for a few months, everything's fine. Emery's putting on weight, which has always been a struggle for her. And she's not having too many flare-ups. And this literally all comes to a halt uh, very close to the end of the school year. She wakes up and... Thankfully, Caden is in the bed with her and she starts throwing up and he's trying to get her into the bathroom to get her clean and she can't really move anything on the right side of her body and she's also slurring her words. Caden wakes up both Henry and Cam. They get her to the hospital on the way they call her mother and grandmother and they get there as soon as possible. Everyone does. When at the hospital, um, they're told that she had a stroke. When all the tests that they ran came back, they learned that there is minimal kidney function, meaning that they're not filtering the blood that the way the way that they're supposed to. And with them not with the kidneys not filtering the blood, it's putting strain on the heart to pump said blood. 
and that is what caused the stroke. The doctors tell her that they can put her on emergency dialysis, but this would put even more strain on her heart and could cause cardiac arrest, or they could wait, put her on different medications, and when there isn't as much stress on the heart, they could then put her on dialysis. She asked her doctor how long she has. And the doctors tell her that it could be days, a week or two. Every case is different. And her parents want her to fight. She just wants peace. She had said something to Caden one time. And it was something like, you don't fear death. You embrace the peace that it gives you. And she has just been fighting for years and She's also ready to see her sister again. Caden is taking this hard. And she makes him promise that he's going to go to the University of Maryland and and play field hockey for them. And that she will be at every one of his games. Emery tells her dad. That they at least had one good year together. And it was the best year she could have hoped for. Or she could have asked for. Her mother finally sees her as her and not Logan. And this is something she has always wanted. Three days after being admitted to the hospital, Emery passes away. And you can feel the heartbreak that everyone is feeling. Two years later, We are getting Caden's point of view. Caden is playing field hockey at Maryland. And he is sent a box by Henry and his mom. And it's little drawings that he had made for Emery. along Along with some that she had drawn herself. He still hasn't gotten over it. He texts his mom, telling her, uh, thank you for the box. They talk for a little bit, and uh, she tells him that he needs to come home soon because his sister misses him. And that is the end of the book. This book, it it hits you right in the feels. Like, I, I personally, I see myself as a person that, you know, I... I don't show a shit ton of emotion. I don't. I 
never, I, no, I'm not going to say I never, but I, I don't know. I, I want to say I, I don't show a lot of emotion on my face because here's the thing. I don't like people all that much. So I think if I show the least amount of emotion on my face, people won't talk to me. And, and I know that's like a really shitty thing to do, but it's just how I am. But this book, it brings out so many different emotions in you that you have to express them. You literally, you can't, you can't hold them in. Like I can fight my emotions. I can try to fight my emotions while reading this book, but no, you can't. You, this book, it gets you choked up every time. Like you were rooting for, for Emery. You're rooting for her to get better. And then the ending comes and and you just you you have to put down the book and you have to do a good cry. Because that is the only way you're gonna get through the rest of it. It's this is one of the subjects where it's so hard to read about because you have in your mind you kind of you think you know which way the book's gonna go and when it takes that sharp left turn and you realize it's not going the way that you want to go that you want it to go you're just sitting there dumbfounded cursing everything around you Hell, cursing the author going why are you doing this to me and it's one of the reasons this book is so fantastic you have to you are put directly into the story you become it's almost like you become these characters. You read about how you can't, how Emery can't move, has trouble like bending her fingers at, at, at points. And you're just like, I under, I, I, you can't say you understand that, but like you feel that pain and going, having any death in a family, if you've had, had a death in the family at all, you know what that family's going through with losing with losing Emery and losing Logan. And even in your head, even if it's nothing that is similar to the deaths in the book, you feel that grief, that loss as well. There's so many times while reading this, I just wanted, I wanted to put the book down and I wanted to walk away. Not because it's not good. But because it was making me feel things that I didn't want to feel. And that is what a book should always do. It should always make a book should make you feel things that you don't want to feel, that you're afraid to feel, things like that. And I and that is what makes a terrific book. Speaking of terrific books, we are going to pick our next book of uh, of what we're gonna do. So while I am um, picking the next book, 
Uh, I'm going to tell you guys where you can find me. You can find me on social media, on Instagram and Twitter. You can do that at Not Your Normal Books Podcast. You can also email me. You can email me at notyournormalbooks at gmail.com. Any book suggestions, any thoughts and feelings, any questions, anything like that. You can also message me them on Instagram. Um... Also, please, please, please rate, subscribe, and review. Every little bit helps other people find this podcast. It helps put me on charts. Um, Yeah, any little bit can help. So our next book is A Campus Tales Storybook by QB Tyler. This is a three-book series. And so these will be our next books that we're going to do. So until then, I'll see you guys all next week.